And welcome to Founders of the Future, the podcast making emerging technologies accessible to anyone. My name is Joe Mardell, and in this podcast, I interview founders of technology startups who are pioneering our future using emerging technologies to create new industries, business models, and opportunities. In this episode, I'll be speaking with a dear friend, someone who has been there since day one of my LinkedIn journey, Chitala Tiwari an engineering student majoring in computer science whose main focus is AI for a better future of humanity. He was a founder at AI startup Dropship and data science startup Data Discuss. Chitala also provides consultation on personal and professional growth. It's really, really exciting to have you on the podcast today, Chitala. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me. And I'm really happy to be on this podcast because I have been following your content since day one, as you already mentioned. And uh, uh, I can see that the amount of work and effort you're putting in preparing the content and the level of your content is truly amazing. And uh, I am very happy to be with you on this podcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, also, you know, I follow all of your content and you put out some really amazing stuff. Um, I'd highly recommend anyone to go and check out your LinkedIn content. And we're going to talk a lot more about the sort of stuff that you're doing online. So, um, yeah, a lot more exciting stuff to come. So, first of all, is there anything else that you'd like to add about your background or some of the stuff that you're working on at the moment? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm currently working with two startups. One is Dogship. That is a marketplace for AI models. And the second is Data Discuss. Data Discuss is, uh, is for providing the uh, data science and machine learning education for anyone and everyone. And uh, now we are trying to make it available for regional languages like Hindi, Marathi and other regional languages in India and across the world. But we are currently operating in India uh, for now. And uh, uh, the most important part in my journey is that I focus more on personal development than professional development because I believe that uh, what you become is more important than what you achieve. So that's my motto of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think first of all, should we talk a little bit about data discuss because that was the first venture that you, you started and, uh, and I find it really interesting the sort of stuff that you're working on to do with um, adding a bit more variety sure. to the languages that you use. So why do you use different languages? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So data discuss was mainly focused around providing free education and free access to especially AI education for everyone who can't afford those high paid courses. Like uh, you already know that there are lots of data science and AI ML courses, but they are highly priced and for, uh, for, uh, you know, education and students in India, it is not uh, feasible to afford those courses. So we, uh, our vision at Data Discuss was that we can provide a accessible education for those who want to study data science and machine learning, but they don't have proper knowledge, proper guidance, and uh, they don't have proper, you know, enough money to buy those uh, pricey courses. So that was a first thing. So we did three things to make sure this. First, we build a data, uh, data science community. And second, we build our data science uh, groups on various uh, platforms and various uh, social media. And uh, uh, currently, we have almost 100,000 views on our uh, blog, uh, blog website uh, per month. 
and uh, currently we have around uh, 2000 uh, group members in various groups around uh, linkedin and uh, facebook and uh, a youtube channel combined and we are growing uh, faster than any other uh, indian education in the uh, indian education organization in this space so uh, because i think the main drive and the main growth factor here is we are focusing mainly on our uh, regional language rather than focusing only on english speaking student or english speaking audience so that's our plus point that's absolutely incredible um, i'm very impressed to hear that you've reached 100000 views per month how long yeah. does it kind of take you to build up to that um did yeah. you find that a challenge yeah it was uh, quite challenging i started in december 2018 uh, and uh, for the first year it was not very good because i was only alone operating everything building website writing blogs uh, talking to the people and asking them how i should accelerate these things so i was alone and i was doing everything so it was very hard for me for initial first year setting up everything and figuring out that what i want to do uh, is it uh, market fit or not uh, would people love this or not so when i got good feedback from my initial work then i started to expand the team and now we are four people in the team and uh, i am managing them and uh, uh, from 2019 to till date we are uh, trying to convert all of our content into video format and uh, we are trying to focus uh, highly on the video content because we believe that data science and ai is the space that is changing every single day so it it can't happen that you wrote a blog and it stayed for a year but uh, because you have to change it every single month or maybe every single week because this space is highly volatile so that's our main focus that we we should be this uh, much flexible so that we can change our uh, content or strategy and how we approach students and when covid hit and this was a very great bump for us because so many users started coming online and they started reaching out to us and they started seeking out help that how we can provide them access to these uh, courses and this education so this covid thing from last 3 to 4 month this was a great um you know growth for us this period was a uh, for a great growth for us so yes that's our whole journey and we are try still trying to uh, hire some more people but we don't have any initial capital or anything uh, we are just generating money from adsense that's our whole uh, revenue model and uh, uh, apart from that that we don't have any other thing to accelerate this but uh, we have so much plan and we had, uh, we have so much things to do in coming month amazing i'm really glad to hear that the whole covid situation hasn't affected you too badly and in fact yeah. it's resulted in an upspike in your growth that's really really great to hear do you think that was just yeah. because people have got more time on their hands and they're at home and they saw this as an opportunity to develop their skills definitely yeah i i think so for sure um that's really really interesting and um i also thought it was fascinating what you said about how when you first started data discuss you had to kind of start this journey on your own and yeah over time as it's picked up a bit of momentum you've been able to bring more people on board how did you find yeah. that struggle in the beginning because this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs have to go through is the initial stage yeah. where it can be um really mentally challenging quite an endurance test So do you have any yeah, it, strategies or approaches that you would say 
that you'd recommend to other entrepreneurs of how they can stay mentally tough through those hard times? Yes, it was definitely very challenging and very frustrating and very lonely journey because when you, you're just starting, you're not getting any visit on your website. You are the only guy who is visiting your website every single day. There is no one else visiting your website. So it is very hard for uh, initial work or initial website to gain momentum because uh, you don't know anything. You don't know about SEO. You don't know about how to optimize website. You don't know about how to, uh, you know, how to make website look great. So these things were very challenging for me. And because I didn't see, uh, in fact, I remember uh, only I see 50 or 100 vis, uh, page view per month. And, uh, and those views were because I was visiting the website. No one else, no external visitor were visiting the website. So it's, it's mentally very challenging, but you have to just remember that this is just beginning and pain is temporary, but success is permanent. Once you gain the momentum, when, once you are doing things, then people will see you, they will recognize you, they will join you. And uh, again, the pain is temporary, but the growth and success is permanent. So keep doing and just remember why you started in the first place. Because if you're quitting, then the only thing that can uh, help you to stay is the purpose that uh, you decided in the beginning. That this is why I, I started. I wanted to provide free education for those who can't afford. So that was my main drive. And, and I believe that that, uh, that is going to take me and I'm also facing so many obstacles, so many setbacks right now as well because of uh, COVID thing. We are doing multiple jobs so that we can fund that website. We can run that website uh, and we can, you know, uh, run our servers. But uh, yeah, the, the, these things will come. And uh, there, there is a, a saying that uh, a startup is a one damn thing after another. So you will, you will face obstacles every two to three months. So you have to be prepared for those and just remember why you started and this will help you to keep going. Yeah, I 100% I agree. Um, I, I think that one of the main things that might have helped you um, get through that journey was the fact that your goal and your mission with Data Discuss wasn't just a personal one. You were actually doing it to yeah. help. Um, your community and, and your, the people of your country, which is a much greater um, mission than to just, you know, benefit your, your own personal life. So if you have right. a, a really strong goal that's not just going to benefit you, but benefit the world as a, as a wider group, then that's going to really help you to stay motivated. Right. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and you mentioned when you were um, starting to scale up the website, you had to learn about all of these different new things like SEO um, and different digital marketing, things like that. How yeah. did you go about learning all of those things? Uh, okay, so I believe that only way to learn is doing stuff in real world. Only way to learn how to fight by going into real battle. You cannot learn SEO, digital marketing, website optimization, copywriting or blogging or content writing just by doing some courses from Coursera or Udemy or any other open, you know, online platforms. If you're learning something and you know, my learning framework was completely depend upon I'm going, I need something. I want to do this. This is the need of the hour. I will go and learn that and I will apply. 
and that made my learning so strong and so powerful that things that i learned i can still apply those things in uh, in in my day to day life because uh, i learned something because i needed it and when you need something then there is a different kind of brain that is working you 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 grasp so much you learn so much uh, you go extra hour because you, you just want to finish that uh, i remember i was learning copywriting and uh, seo and that course was like 14 day long i learned that course in 2 days and after implementing those copywriting and seo techniques uh, i got 50% up in my website visiting because those were some really cool tricks on how to manage your uh, how to host your website on a different uh, uh, cdn like aws and other things and how to write good copywriting so that people are reading those same content so i learned because i needed them because i was hungry for them so the best framework to learn is keep going and when you need something then go and learn just don't do it reverse if you learn something then go and apply it will work but not as effective as the reverse will work so that was my learning framework yeah that's that's really um good to hear i i completely agree with you that it's so much better to learn something and then implement yeah. it into the real world and get feedback from that make adjustments and then um and then try it again reimplement it um get that continuous iteration so that you're constantly improving and you're actually yeah. making positive changes to your different projects at the same time and i'm really really excited to hear that you saw pretty much instant improvements in the attraction and the number of visitors to your website after you implemented those things that you'd learned so it just goes to show that having that forward thinking attitude that drive to invest in yourself and then use that use those skills to then um, make changes to your projects and then it will you will be able to reap the rewards for a long time afterwards um, uh, yeah sure uh, uh, i i want to add one more thing and uh, the sure. the learning part is 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 very important and the moment you you stop learning the moment you will stop growing and i experienced it because when i was uh, I, i i saw that proper growth and we are generating 100 200 dollars per month in adsense revenue i thought wow it's big and it is uh, okay I, i will stop right now because it was enough for me because i was in college and in india 100 200 dollar it is a good amount to survive as a, a college student so but the moment i stopped learning and the moment i was uh, i stopped applying those learning on my website i saw a deep, i i saw a downgrade i saw a uh, stop in my website i saw a stop in my user growth and uh, th- that was a pretty good learning for me that creation cannot exist without creator you have to be consistent in your creation definitely consistency is absolutely key no matter what you're doing online whether it's content creation building a platform or a website or or trying to gain any kind of a following online consistency is one of the most important things and that's something that I respect about your linkedin is that you're very consistent with your linkedin content and you have been for a long time which is a, a massive commitment actually being someone who posts content on a regular basis on linkedin is a huge commitment and you don't just stick to linkedin you actually do other platforms like youtube as well um and you know i think that's something that i would recommend to anyone who wants to make a name for themselves is to start putting out content how do you think um content and con- content creation online 
how do you think that has benefited your life so far? Do you think that has um, had an impact on your success so far? Yes, I uh, I think this was the most important factor in uh, my growth and in my success. Uh, because I believe when you are creating content, uh, no matter uh, what type of content you are creating, video, audio, text, image, and you're talking about what you're doing and you're talking about what you're passionate about, you're talking about the things that you want to do or you're doing right in your professional life and your personal life. So, so when you're creating content, you're going to post it on social media and you know in your heart that people are going to see it, right? So you will not project your bad image on the social media. You will try to do as good as possible. You will try to stay positive. You will try to sound motivated. You will try to sound excited about something, about your life, about the current situation, about your project. And even that excitement, that uh, enthusiasm is fake, but it is somehow creating a subconscious level effect in your growth. Because what we do every single day, we become that thing. What we think every single day, we become that thing. So even if no one is watching your content, even if you're not getting any like, comment, share, or connection request, or anything else, you are growing the way it would be never possible if you're not creating content at all. So this was a like mind-blowing discovery for me because when I discovered uh, how I used to act, how you used to speak, how you how I used to interact with people, how how I used to tackle some problems. It completely changed. It completely shifted when I started putting out content on social media because I was learning and I was growing every single day when I'm in front of camera, when I'm in front of my keyboard and writing about stuff. So the content creation journey was like mind blowing. It was a dimensional shift for me and I will recommend that everyone should do it. No matter in which profession they are, no matter where they are in their life, they have to pick up a camera. They have to come in front of people because people are your only income source. People are your only growth source. So you have to be with them in front of them. Anyhow. I think that is so true. So, so true. Um, when I first started putting out content, it really, I entered a new paradigm in the way that I think about um, my own skills, learning, connecting with people, everything changed. And I think... Yeah. When you put out content every single day, it kind of forces you to actually um, put in the effort and absorb information, carry on learning, and carry on interacting with people. It gives you an urgency. So it's almost like in school when you were set homework and you have to do it by a certain date. It's like you're setting yourself a homework assignment every single day. You have to do the content. You have to be speaking to people every single day without fail. And over time, that will just compound and compound and compound until your life is unrecognizable from when you first started. Definitely. Yeah, and, and when, you, when you put yourself in front of a camera like that, um, it actually gives you an, an opportunity to observe how you act and how you um, communicate in a way that yeah. wouldn't be possible if you were just going about your day-to-day -day life. It really allows exactly. you to, um, to see how, you're, you know, how you speak and and try and improve that, which is a really fundamental thing um, that's so important, no matter what you're doing in life, is the way that you communicate. So there's no better way to improve, really. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. 100%.
So we talked about Data Discuss, which was your first venture. And I'd also like to talk to you about DocShip, which is your uh, most recent um, project. Yeah, I'd just like yeah. to do, I think you, you did already do a brief explanation, but could you just recap a little bit? What's DocShip all about? Um, what are you trying to achieve with DocShip? And, and just talk about the journey so far. Yeah, sure. So uh, DocShip is all about providing accessible AI models for everyone. So what we saw that when people are building their models, when uh, people like you and me, the data science scientist and machine learning guys, when they are building models and then, then uh, they are putting it on GitHub, but that's not the good way to monetize and give them the appreciation that they deserve in preparing the data set in going through the entire model building journey. It is pretty tough as you know, as well. So uh, we wanted to give them a platform where they can monetize these things. And also we wanted to give access to those models to people who really need it. And we saw this uh, need in our internal company. So when we were operating Unreal AI, we saw that we needed some very, you know, basic models like face clustering, face recognition, and, uh, you know, uh, real time object detection things. So for that, we have to go through entire process. We have to go through the, and, uh, you know, GitHub and then scrap some libraries and then we have to patch up everything. Then we have to build that model. So we thought that if there is something where already pre-tained and ready to use model are available and we can use them, right? So it would be good for us and for anyone like us who is trying to do the same thing because these things are not rocket science. They are already existing on the internet, but they are not centralized or collected somewhere. So DocShip is trying to do that. The first thing was to, you know, collect all the AI models and machine learning models on the internet and make them ready to deploy for anyone. And second is if any machine learning and data scientists want to monetize their model, they can come to us and we will connect them to a proper buyer who really needs that model. So this is our uh, working model, uh, you know, working business for right now. So uh, for that, we are trying to grow a community. And for that, we are conducting hackathons because hackathons are a good way to uh, help people to learn something and also to build model for our platform. So recently we conducted a hackathon on our COVID face mask detection and uh, we got uh, really 20 to 30 models uh, in within seven or uh, eight days. And it was really great. It was really great discovery for us that in a short period of time by spending only 300 to $400, we can get 20 to 30 different model on same problem. So, and the winners were really, really great. So this is uh, what we are trying to do. We are trying to provide the students a, pl a, pl a place where they can sell their models, where they can earn their money and uh, startups and other organizations who need those models, they can buy. That's amazing. I would just like to dive a little bit deeper, if you, if you don't mind, into a couple of those points that you just mentioned. Um, first of all, do you think this would be a fair analogy of what DocShip is? Do you think it's almost like the Play Store or the App Store, but for, um, for data science or AI models? So it basically allows anyone to go and um, use those models as if they're kind of going to download an app, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Uh, if you think of analogy, then it is kind of like Play Store, but yeah. we would, uh, yeah, we would like to call it marketplace because 
because play store has a different uh, you know uh, working process and uh, as a ai model they have different working process absolutely yeah so mar marketplace is a very good analogy um yeah and also there's the concept of the hackathon which obviously you and i are very familiar with this term but just for anyone who's listening to this who might not actually be a data scientist or might not be very familiar with the ai community do you mind just giving a quick explanation of what is a hackathon yeah so hackathon is a kind of competition uh, hackathon is a kind of uh, workshop where we invite people to work on a particular problem and they uh, they try to build their solution using uh, the instruction that we provide using the data set that we provide and they represent their techniques their solution to us and then we evaluate them on the problem set or on the on the basis of what we wanted from the model so based on the accuracy and uh, efficiency also the speed we grade them and then top 3 or top 4 models get selected and they get prize money or whatever that we decided in the beginning yeah awesome so it's a really really creative and effective way to encourage innovation in the AI yeah. community, it allows people to come together to solve problems um, under a time constraint with a prize set in place. And it just really acts as a catalyst to encourage people to be really creative with their solutions. Um, and also, you mentioned the hackathon that you've done recently to do with the COVID face masks, and um, you encourage people to create a model to detect whether people were wearing the face masks. I think that is an excellent excellent way to use um, a hackathon to solve a real world problem and make a big positive difference in the world yeah 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 uh, i think if more people did that then you know we'd, we'd, we'd solve all of the big problems um, and there's a lot of exciting possibilities with this sort of thing do you have any other sorts yeah. of hackathons in mind for the future have you got anything else planned yes uh, uh from the 20th uh, 20th june we are launching one more hackathon it is based on social distancing so it is based on real-time detection as our previous hackathon was and instead of detecting face mask we are trying to detect the different uh, you know distance between two images between two people and if they are certain distance apart as uh, said by the regulatory authority or any government authority then uh, it will be green otherwise it will be red so we are preparing our data set we are preparing our model and we are preparing the problem statement and it will go live on our uh, docship.hackathon.io uh, from the 20th June. Great. So yeah, anyone listening to this, if you'd like to enter, make sure to follow that link, go and enter and you could be a part of something that's making a really, really positive effect on the world. How will you use yeah. that model? So once you've decided who's won and they've built an effective model, which you've proven to work, what will you then do with that? Will you implement it, or will you, will you like work with that person, the winner of the competition? Will you work with them to actually implement this yeah. into the real world? Yeah, sure. So uh, right now we are uh, in partnership with few restaurants and a few uh, uh, normal public places like petrol pumps, uh, gas stations. So right now we are in the uh, uh, like in the very beginning phase. The model that was on the top in face mask detection hackathon. We are currently deploying that model in a restaurant so that we can detect the people entering in the restaurant, whether they are wearing the 
face mask or not. If they're not wearing, then door will not open. So this is the kind of concept that we are trying to build. So that's the first case. And the second case that it can be accelerated uh, or it can be scaled to different places like uh, railway stations or uh, airports. But right now we are trying in very little space. Uh, it's uh, one restaurant. And when we will succeed there, then we will scale this to multiple locations. That's really, really cool. Uh, this is just one example of how technology can be used to um, assist with different crises like, um, like the COVID crisis. Uh, I've seen loads of examples of different technologies like AI, robotics, and all kinds of things throughout this whole yeah. um, crisis. What other examples can you think of? Is there anything that um, you can think of that has really excited you or surprised you about how technology has been used in this crisis to try and solve problems? Uh, the first one was uh, when I saw this uh, face mask uh, hackathon, then I was very exciting about this because internally we were discussing that we should, uh, you know, hold different kind of hackathon for this. But, but when, we, when, when we saw this kind of thing is emerging and this is the need of ours, so we went for that. And also the second hackathon is also based on the COVID thing uh, as well. So th this is the, uh, you know, power of technology that, uh, and the power of technology and the power of community, technology community that we have currently right now. So if you think that building a model requires a whole team of data scientists, right? They, we have to pay them salary. We have to pay them the fixed things and all other things. That is a huge cost to the organization. But on Dogship, we get that thing done within a week and in very, 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 very low cost because the people who are hungry like you and me, they are okay to work. But the people who are working on senior level, they will not try to work because they are so comfortable. So they, they don't even try. So this was the effect of technology or you can say the magic of technology that people who, who want to work and people who need work, they are connected anytime, anywhere. We just need to ask them, hello, do you want to work with us? They will say yes. So this is the magic of technology. We can find work. We can find right people. We can find right resources and we can solve the problem that is unsolved. I love it. I love it. I'm with you on that. It makes me very, very proud and happy to be a part of this community. The fact that we're bringing together a whole community of young, talented, creative and driven individuals to come together and work together and be creative to solve problems that previously had no solution. So it really yeah. is an exciting time to be in this community. And, um, and I'm, I'm really happy that I've been able to meet really interesting people like yourself. So I think we're pretty much coming to the end of the interview. Um, it's been really, really interesting. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure to speak to you. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me. And I'm really happy to talk to you about all these things. I wish you nothing but the best of luck for the rest of the year and coming out of this crisis. I hope the second hackathon goes really well, as I'm sure it will. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Take care. Have a good day. Yeah, you too.